This is where our story begins, and this is where we determine, have you been forsaken to the will of the dice? travelers it's monday that means it's time for in search of heroes presented by will of the dice i'm tear the dm my pronouns are he him and i have the unique distinction of being the world's okayest dm before we get started we do have a few things to take care of first and foremost we are for mature audiences viewer discretion is advised alice Hi, everyone. We at Will of the Dice do not encourage the use of nicotine products such as cigarette cigars and vaping. Though some of us may be users of such products, do as we say, not as we do. Nicotine is a harmful and addictive substance, and we want all of you out there to be happy and healthy. If you are looking to quit or trying to quit, there are resources out there, and we support you in that endeavor. Locke? Nice breath control. Um, hi, gamers. I'm Locke Clark, and I'm going to take a moment to talk to you about our musician. That's right, just the one, because our battle mode... Battle Music Robot is not playing nice with us today, so there won't be any music during the stream, but we still need to thank the person who made our theme music, and that lovely and talented person is our very own Patrick Taylor. Thanks, Peculiar Patrick, wherever you are. Awesome. Let's go ahead and do introductions. Hi again, everyone. I'm Alice, the voice of Karana, the pink tiefling that covers up her features with a scarf and her hood and cloak to cover up her tail. And uh, she's very exasperated now that we've found one of the heroes. And you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Blue Sky at Captain Cupcake. Hi, gamers. Still a lot, Clark. I haven't changed or anything. Um, and tonight I'll be playing Jorvik Bramblebeard. He is a uh, four foot six hill dwarf. Uh, he's a barbarian of the Path of the Giant variety who gets big when he gets mad. And um, he's kind of excited that they they own a keep now. He's not sure what to do with that. He's never had a permanent structure that was his because he's from a nomadic people. So this is interesting. Uh, you find me all over the social medias. Oh, by the way, I'm a he, him, and so is Jorvik. You can find me all over the social medias at Lock Unruly. That's Lock with an H. Hi, yes, this is Ames. Tonight I'm playing Ira. We are both she, her. Ira is a four and a half foot tall Dwergar. She's got silvery white hair, grayish, like, you know, that stone gray skin. Um, she's always wearing her little, her little fungi. And it's got her spores fast with her. Right now, she's currently exasperated and also exhausted. And you can find me over on Twitter at LollyGFIFO. Everybody, this is Christina, the voice of Keto. We're both she, her. Uh, Keto is the 5'11 sea elf who is a knight of the Fey court and is really confused about where to go from here. A keep doesn't seem to meet with where she thought this was going. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Tia Morska Schooler or on Blue Sky at Deadly Kisses. 
I'm Dan, the player of Boomer's Rig. Both he him, uh, little green goblin. One side of his face is messed up from an explosion that also messed up his mind and his magic. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Boomer's Rig's confused. Boomer's Rig doesn't know what to do. And we'll find out. Uh, you'll find me on Twitter at RavenousDan. Hey, everybody. I'm Ren Matley, she, her. Tonight, I'm going to be voicing... Astrophel, also she, her. Astrophel is a human with a plump, curvy figure, fluffy red hair, and a generally excited demeanor. You can find me over on Twitter at Ren underscore Matley. And as I said at the beginning, I'm Tear the DM, and you can find me on Twitter at Tear underscore the underscore DM or over on Blue Scott Tear the DM. Before we get started, any last requests? Not in my beard. Did you say not in my beard or? That's what I said. I said not okay. in my beard. It didn't sound not like... in your beard. So it shall be. Uh, before we get going, the last thing I want to remind you is that tonight our safe word is porcelain. Should this situation arise where you need to use the safe word, we will stop, go to break, talk over the situation, see if it can be resolved. I want you guys to be happy and healthy as I torment the living shit out of you. Now, when last we left our players, they, along with their newfound friend Genevieve, had collected the heart and the key of the hearth. Genevieve had been consumed by the power of the hearth, but was able to Remove the curse of the lichen from the 200 soldiers coming towards you. Uh, Sergeant Dauntless said that you all could have the keep because they were going back to see the construction of Keep Dauntless. You met Akatosh, who informed you that they were going on a bigger mission and that you all were just going to have to be heroes. You all discussed that you could use the teleportarium to get back a sort of hope. And that's where we left off. Sorry, I'm getting a text from work. What the hell? Oh, okay. They're doing emergency hurricane drill. Um, sorry about that, y'all. I probably could have just left that off. Uh, so we're going to start in the dark a very dark place a very confused bard astrophel you are sitting in the dark trying to recall how you got here please roll a history check Fourteen. The last thing you remember is that you were in a, a tavern having a lovely cup of tea, talking with a older gentleman with the kindest eyes that you had ever seen. You both were discussing the proper structure of ballads versus love songs. And then you got lost in his eyes. A kaleidoscope of color and experience, something that pulled you longing 
not in a intimate manner, but just into a trusting state. With a 14, you will vaguely remember the words, I'm sorry, dear, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And just be patient and wait. And you will come to your senses at some point later. You're not sure how long time has passed in the dark. Oh, um, okay. It's all right. He said just to be patient and wait. Um, I'm sure someone's coming for me. Inside Keep Gregorian Dauntless has led you all to the teleportarium. He is at the controls telling uh, Keto the basic operations. Please make an intelligence check to see if you can remember how this works. E a high level 10? <laughs> a high 10. You're pretty certain that you can recall this information. Sure. As the rest of you are standing there, you will hear a commotion. Clattering boots on stone steps, pounding against the door. The door will burst open and individuals that you can only assume were once likened, but were always soldiers pouring in. An archer firing at... Dauntless, barely missing him. Dauntless will grab the sconce above him, pulling it. A secret door open. Run, you fools! Karan is running. Yep. Yep, yep, run, 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 run! run. Yeah, yeah, okay. Astrophel, there will be a break in the darkness, a thin sliver of light that will grow into a standing rectangle you will see shadowed figures quickly approaching before the darkness is all consuming again the room suddenly becoming a glow in soft hues of blue you will see the bard that you have met in the past standing there at your feet a pile of blankets and a picnic basket. Oh, see? I knew somebody was coming. Hi. How are you here? I have no idea. Lovely. Um, uh, sorry, uh, who are you? I'm Astrophel. Oh, I've heard about you. All right. Nice to meet you, finally. And this is just a room. There's no, like, further on. You're muted. There is a hallway behind Astrophil. Uh, Kato's gonna be like, oh, hi, good to see you, excuse me, and walk around to see how far down she can go. Uh, the hallway you can see, you have dark vision. Uh, the hallway is about 40 feet long. And there is a wrought iron door at the end. Okay, um, we should probably go this way. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's go. Come on, Astrofile. Come on, let's go. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Looking down at the blankets and the basket and stuff. Get, grab your stuff. Can we take these? I, I, yes. Oh. Okay. Scoop the things up best she can and follow along. The door is unlocked. It opens into a small cavern with rough-hewn steps leading down. Oh, okay. I guess we're going down? <laughs> we should find a place to rest. Yeah, um... But we probably need a little bit... Unless there's a way to lock this door on them. Uh, Keto's gonna let everybody go through and then look at the wrought iron door to see if there's a way to lock it from this side? From the inside, yes. There is a bar to put across it. Okay, she's gonna bar the door. Okay. As um... you bar the door, runes will begin to glow a soft blue as if someone was tracing them. Uh, does anybody read runes? It is Dwergar. Well, I, when they're She's going to look at him when they're Dwergar, I can. She's going to okay. look at him, read him. It says, knock thrice and spill the blood to hide the keep. Um, it says, knock thrice and spill the blood to hide the keep. I mean, what blood? Of... There's no, there's no bucket of blood. We're all buckets of blood. Keto's gonna. <laughs> so knock, you volunteer. Knock Sorry. on the door. Okay, Keto. Sorry. Sorry. And no, no. While they're while they're arguing, she's just gonna be like, um, and then like cut her hand on the cutlass and then rub blood on it and see if that does anything. The door vanishes. There is just a stone wall there. Okay. Um. Ooh, that's handy. <laughs> try to grab some material and like wrap up her hand a little bit oh, okay um yeah let's go see if we can find somewhere where we can rest or whatever I wonder how we get back out though not that way alright I need marching order going down the steps who made Corona. the room will be first okay <laughs> Bye. Corona will be second and have a bit of distance, just in case. Astrophel will probably fall somewhere near the middle. I think the Orvik will take up the rear this time, as the threat is behind us, as far as he knows. Arrow will be right in front of Yorvik. Okay, uh, Keto will be behind Astrophel, I guess. You begin descending the steps, the torches that burn, smelling of pitch, as if recently lit, shadows elongating and flickering as you go downward, the stairwell curving to the west. You finally reach the bottom. You see hewn into the stone what appears to be some sort of guard outpost. 
Well, this right. is all very unusual. <clears throat> this seems like as good a place as any. Is there mm. anybody in there? Give me an investigation check. Keto is obviously asking other people. That was a nine. <laughs> I need everyone but Keto to your muff. <laughs> this is hard to do without music. I feel like I'm being so flat as a narrator. You're fine. You're fine. Keto, as you are looking back over your shoulder, walking into the guard shack, is there anyone in here you will trip catching yourself? You will see a skeleton in armor laying on the floor, holding a leather-bound book. Um, Keto's gonna take her cutlass and like jiggle the the skeleton a little bit to make sure it doesn't move. It turns to dust. Okay. Um. Then she'll pick up the book. Okay. May I bring the others back? Mm-hmm. So, um, you hear Keto kind of stumble and make a noise, and then, oh, 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 okay. Um, yeah, uh, they're dead in here? And she's holding, oh. like, a little book in her hand. Who's, who's dead in there? Well, it, it was a skeleton. I poked it. It kind of turned to ash. Oh, so they've been dead a long time. Okay, not a recent death. Well, that's good. <laughs> it means whatever has killed them is long gone. Good. <laughs> well, if they're, if they're dead, they won't mind us using their little, or their little guard outpost for a nice little rest. And it turned to dust, so it shouldn't be attacking us, which is what I was worried about. Well, I'm not worried about a skeleton. They're breakable. Broke enough of them, I suppose. She's going to flip through the book and see if it has anything that she recognizes. What languages does Keto speak? Vidalkan, Elvish, and Common. You will not be able to read the words. It does have writing. Um. Here, can anybody else read this? Let me see. Mm. I shall hand it over. What languages does Karana speak? Karana speaks uh, common, draconic, dwarvish, elvish, infernal, and orc. In dwarvish, this book is written. The page that it opened to is the last description of the life of Gildan Proudbeard. I think you'll get more out of this than I will. And she'll hand it to Jorvik. Ooh. Um, does that name ring any bells? For it Jorvik? does not. We've never heard of him, but hopefully he was a good fellow. And I'll... Um, I'll tuck the book away for the moment and be like, you should... Um, Everybody should get inside, and we should settle in for a bit of a rest, and uh, I'll take a look at the book once we're set. Fortunately, um, if you're willing to share um, a nice um, astroturf, 
Um, you brought a picnic. Oh, it's Astrophel. Astrophel, right. Got it. Sorry, sorry. My bad. My bad. I'm, okay. not, I'm not great with names. That's all right. Do you guys do this kind of thing often lately? Um, no, no, no. Well, maybe. Kinda, yeah. That's so exciting. It's been so long since I've seen you. I want to hear all about all your adventures. No. What? No. <laughs> you know. Why not? I'm gonna trance a little bit. You and and Boomer can can um bond. You know, like you know, you saw yeah. him upside down. So after that, you know, like he just gonna go find a corner. <laughs> Karana's just gonna get out her bedroll and, and try to get some sleep because she needs she needs a long rest. Yeah, yeah. It's about the food. Good. Yeah. Oh, I don't know where this came from. Before Boomer can open it or anything, Ira's just gonna kinda look at the basket and cast purify food and drink. Without even opening it yet. <laughs> and then she's going to go sit down. And she's also going to use a thing of wild shape to call her little fae friend that looks like her. Her favorite little rock. Her favorite rock pig. So Astrophel hasn't seen it. It's a, it's a big boar. But they're completely gray. And instead of tusks, it's stone. They have stone tusks and they have stony spikes down their back they're actually incredibly friendly they just look really mean oh my goodness i've never seen anything like it oh i that's right plus you weren't here last time i brought her out um she's not the real thing this is actually um a, more of a fey beast but i can kind of ask that it comes in whatever shape i want it to and this looks a lot like a rock pig that i had back when i you know back before we left um, her name is Shanti, which is short for Chanterelle. She's nice enough, but she also guards. Well, it's very nice to meet you, Shanti. They'll snort at you and start snuffling around. They're looking for mushrooms. Astrophel's going to kind of look around at the group. Wait a minute. Where's your little wizard friend? Um... He decided that his path laid in a different direction. Oh, no. He wasn't still heartbroken, was he? I think a bit, yeah. Oh, poor guy. I think he's off taking vengeance on Bob's. Mm. Oh, that's so romantic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yep. We've done a lot since then, kind of. We killed a pirate king. We killed some... 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 Shit. Sheeples, sheeples, she where, where sheeps? Slinkses, slinkses, yeah, that's right, slinkses, yeah, <laughs> that's right. And some werewolves, and and then then we found this keep, and we met a skeleton person, um, and the skeleton person cured a bunch of werewolves and dissipated into nothingness, and um, then we started running down a hallway, and then we stumbled into you. <laughs> I'm going to need more ink. Uh-huh. 
As you all are settling in, the smell of hand pies, bread, stew, cider and ale will begin to drift into the small alcove where you are nestled in this quote-unquote guard shack. Does anybody else smell that? Mm-hmm. That coming from the basket? It smells it delicious, is. is what it is. Castrello oh. reached down and opened the flap of the basket. There is a ton of food. There are six fine china plates, six sets of cutlery, six golden goblets, four mugs or four small uh, barrels of ale, two bottles of cider, and enough hand pies and such to feed a small army. Oh, wow. I'm surprised he was able to pick it up. That's oh. amazing. You came really com uh, prepared. Wow. <clears throat> I don't know how. I was at this inn, and I was sitting and talking to this older man with the most amazing eyes. And then I was here. There's nothing between there? Uh-uh. That's weird. <laughs> you sound like you have good adventures, too. I've had a weekend like that before. <clears throat> I was at the big big moot, and we had a big wrestling competition, and I won. And then, and then suddenly I was in the middle of a field. It turns out it was two days later. Were you having tea with a man with funny eyes, too? No. No. Are you sure? I was having mead. It was a lot of mead. The only time I lose time is when I accidentally eat one of the mushrooms that causes the little deaths. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, I haven't tried anything like that. I've sang in a bunch of taverns, and I've met some very interesting people, including some ladies who explained your book to me. Oh, oh I bet you they couldn't explain that book. It was a very oh. interesting conversation. Oh, that book, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember now. Mm -hmm. Speaking we, of books, we... I'm going to have a hand pie and, and some of that drink, and I'm going to sit over here, and I'm going to read this one. Can I have a hand pie? <laughs> oh, um, we, we heard a song. Was it was it your song? And Keto's going to try to do some lines from the, the song that they heard about their exploits. Give me a history check. Keto, to see if you can recall the earworm. Uh, very badly. Five. <laughs> Fortunately for you, earworms do not take much to recall, and then once they're in your head, they're there forever. Don't believe me? Menomina. So. <laughs> And say, so, you know, you, you can't do that. The one. the one about the, you know, and, 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 and Boomer was upside down. You know. Oh my gosh, you heard my song? Yeah, I, I thought it was you. It's, it was good. It was good. Oh, I'm so glad you liked it. <laughs> Kiyo's going to shove a hand pie in her mouth. 
Is it safe to assume that everyone eats? Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, uh, Karana did not. She's still trying to sleep. Okay. Astrophone so everyone, everyone but Karana, your hit points will return to normal, and you will have 13 temporary hit points. Oh. After your rest, Karana, you will get your max hit points back. Uh, the rest of you also have advantage on saving throws against uh, anything wisdom-based and cannot be frightened for 24 hours. Mm, that was a good empire. <laughs> Aye, that was food fit for heroes. And I believe, Jorvik, you said you were going to read the book. I am reading the book, yes. It has been 40 days since the tunnel collapsed, since part of our kingdom has been exposed to the outside, and since the beasts have taken there. I'm afraid we're cut off from our people, and we will perish here. The cleric that was serving with us has already given their life cursing the runes. So hopefully someone someday can get past them. We can only hope that the supply route for the keep under the Karn is not penetrated. Does any of that mean anything to me? Nope. Um. So it looks like this is a secret path from Greg Regarian to something called the Keep Under the Cairn. A supply route, it seems. And there were some beasties up above and... The skeleton that turned to dust sealed himself and a bunch of others in, and eventually they passed on and never got out. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad if they never got out, because does that mean we're never getting out? I don't think so. I think they didn't get out because the beasties were roaming up top and it wasn't safe to go back out. Yeah, but if this was like a path, there'd be like another exit, entrance, whatever. Yeah, I see. Uh, when after we've had a nice rest, we continue on the path and maybe we find this keep under the guard. Maybe there's a way out down there. If this site had been reopened, there's no reason to think that site hadn't been reopened. Good plan. Okay. Last watch. And she's going to close her eyes. All right, who's taking first watch? I'll take first, because I'm going to read more in the book. I figure there's probably more in there than just the last account. But All right, Jorvik, who's next? I can help. Oh, Astrophil. Okay. Third? Era. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. And then Keto. 
Jorvik, as you read the book, it is just basically a, a journal of a dwarven guard and his day-to-day life in this outpost on the outskirts of the keep under the corn. He talks about his wife, Lily, and their two children, which he does not name. Uh, he, he talks about their, uh, their home and how nice and cozy it is deep in the mountain and talks about how the cleric that's been assigned to them seems more of the uh, depressive type than the uplifting type and that it gets on his nerves from time to time. But it goes on to say that it's thankful the cleric's there after a uh, uh, bandit raid uh, left him wounded. And then it goes to the part about that something, it's never said what, is uh, broken into the path. Jorvik takes his beard and wipes away the tears, thinking about how this poor fellow never made it back to Lily or his kids. That's real sad. Tucks the book away. And then Give me a perception out. check for your watch. All right. Ooh, that's good. Um, dirty 20. Your watch seems to pass without incident. He spends the rest of the watch uh, working on knitting a set of socks. Nice okay. warm socks. He'll go and uh, wake Astrotho. Pardon me, miss. Miss. Mm-hmm. Pardon me, yeah. it's your turn. Oh. Okay. You get if some you rest. Anything, let me know. I'm just going to be right over there. Okay. And with that, Jorvik goes and crawls under Boomerzerig's blanket and snuggles him like a teddy bear. All right, Astrophel will settle in for her watch. Please give me a perception check, Astrophel. What's the light? Uh, torch light, so 20 feet bright, 20 feet dim. All right. So I'm human. It's, it's, It'll be it's, normal. Okay. That's a 16. Nothing seems to happen, but you do remember something else. The man's voice coming to you. That while sometimes perceived late, even by years, heroes arrive exactly when they're meant to. Ooh. She's going to get her notebook out, and she's going to write that down. Okay. And you're... A, your rest will pass uneventfully. Right. Uh, I believe Ira was next, so she will go and very gently wake Ira. <laughs> Excuse me, Miss Ira. Oh, I, I, hi. I was told you were supposed to take next. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm up. Go get you some rest, lost. All right. Let me know if you need me. Will do. Master fellow. Go lay back down, humming to herself as she falls back to sleep. 
All right, Ira, give me a perception check. Fifteen. Your event, your turn at watch will also be uneventful. Okay. Yep, she's just gonna kind of sit and knit for a bit. Um, okay. Shanti would have already disappeared because my wild shape only lasts for four hours right now, so that counts for the companion as well. It'll be time to wake Keto. Okay. She'll go over and, and gently, you know, shake Keto. Last. Keto, Keto will open her eyes and look at you. My turn? Yeah, yeah it's your turn. Okay. Get some rest. All right, Keto, perception check. Seven. You will not notice anything going on in the surroundings around you, possibly because you have become enamored with the large three-foot inchworm wearing a nightshirt and stocking, knitting hosiery sitting beside you. Are, are you here from the queen? I am, Sir Quito. Oh, good, because I had questions. But you go first. I'm sure you have a message. Oh, I'm just here to introduce myself. I am Mr. Kugelbottom. Hi, Mr. Kugelbottom. Um, you guys have the best names. I'll never remember them, though. I'm almost as bad as your Vic with names. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm a little confused about my path. Like, we were supposed to find the heroes, and we found one of the heroes. And can I say he was an ass? Um. Am I supposed to say that? I don't know. He, everybody keeps telling us to be the heroes, and I, I want to be a good knight. I want to be a good knight, but I do not want to be a hero. I don't know what to do. A hero is a title. Being a knight is a way of life. Follow your instincts, Akito. You come from a long line of great knights. Your great, great, great Great-grandmother was on the founding court of the Silver Spires. Your great-great-grandmother helped imprison the dragon that caught, sought to eat the people of the Silver Spires. Why, your mother even brokered peace between Fay and man when they married that individual. Referring to your father. Nice way to talk about daddy. I mean no disrespect. Mean no disrespect. Hmm. I mean, he didn't may last I, long. May I be blunt? Uh, sure. And she's going to poke him. But you seem kind of soft. <laughs> There's that wit. So much like your mother. Sir Quito. Don't worry about being a hero. Don't worry about being a knight. Worry about following your moral compass. I think I was given one of those. You have it. It's led you this far. 
Oh, um, the the dude with the dapper vest. Did he ever find out about getting Boomer one of those? I forget his name. Oh, yes. And he pulls out a package wrapped in brown paper. Thank you. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. No, no. Um, Many blessings upon your journeys and adventures. Much better. And they will fade away as they finish their knitting. And the time of wakening will come. You are underground, so you do not know if it is day or night. You simply know you have all taken a long rest. Your maximum hit points that were reduced from last session are healed. And like I said, those of you that partake of the feast have the temporary hit points for 24 hours. Kato's going to look in the picnic basket and see if there's food. There is not. Okay. And she's going to try to find, like, a space. If it's a guard shack, there's got to be some place that she can cook, and she'll go to start making Yes, there is, a, there is a fireplace. Okay. It does not take you long to get a fire going, a breakfast cooking, the smell rousing the rest of your party as you all come awake. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. it, it's not fancy. Um, it, 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 it's just some oats, some fruit. I, I had, I had a little bit of a honeycomb I put in there. I hope it's okay. Sounds good, Dad. That sounds delicious. Perfect <laughs> yeah. stretching, big stretch for a dwarf. I'm sure it'll be fine, Mosquito. Smells delicious. Era, have you ever had a inch worm talk to you while it was knitting? Um. I'm not exactly sure what, what you mean by inchworm, especially when you gesture that high up. But, well, I um, mean, it looked like an inchworm, but, you know, I mean, he was yeah. sitting next to me. You didn't give um, me one of those mushrooms, so I'm pretty sure it was a true vision. Yeah, um, that's a no. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> here, Boomer. And she hands the what? package to Boomer. What's this? It's a gift. Yeah, your gift. giving me a gift. Oh, oh, oh man! Wow. Thank you. Um, guess I should open it. <laughs> and it's a mimic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Opening the package, you will see in your size, tailored, bespoke, even a white silken shirt, a black silken waistcoat with a silver pocket watch with the chain attached to the button of the waistcoat. Oh, look at this. Wow. That's just amazing. Oh, I'm going to put it on right now. <laughs> it fits beautifully. This is, this is the best outfit ever. 
<laughs> oh, thank you, Sokito. Thank you, Sokito. <laughs> I just, all, all the little fae creatures had the best outfits, and I, I just asked them about their tailor and if they could get you one. No. Oh. It goes really well with the shorts. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. <laughs> that is a very smart and kind gift, Miss Kito. Good for you. I have a question. Mm. I didn't know if you'd like one. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't sure about the tail. Oh, that's not the question. Okay. No. How does an inchworm knit? They don't have hands. I mean, he's fey. I mean, I guess I shouldn't assume it was a he. It had a very masculine-sounding voice, but I should have Though we did say mister. Well, there you have it, then. He, he, he told you that he prefers a masculine um, honorific, and that should be good enough to assume pronouns, I think, until told otherwise. <clears throat> Follow-up question. What was he knitting? You know, it, it was it was only about so long, and you know, when you start knitting, I, I really can't tell at first. It all just kind of seems like a cylinder at first to me. That's true. I was just curious after Corona asked about his about the hands, I was like, well, wait a minute, what would an inchworm be knitting anyway? I mean, he had I mean, a cute little hat and stuff on, so... Maybe he was getting ready for winter, you know, like a, a like a full body sleeve? Well, maybe he was knitting his own cocoon. Ooh! Ooh, wait. Some inchworms spin silk. I wonder if he was knitting his own silk. If I could spin silk, I know I would. Oh, I can make good money on that. Yes, sir. Without even thinking, the words that came to you before you went to sleep will come out of your mouth. Even if perceived late, heroes arrive exactly when they're supposed to. And what? Huh? The man with the funny eyes. It was something he said to me. Even Wait, if was... received late, heroes arrive exactly when they're supposed to. Was he here last night? No. Oh, okay. I have no idea how long it was. I could have been yesterday that I was seeing him. Or it could have been a week ago I saw him. I have no idea. Fair enough. All right. Well, um, I wonder if that means that we're supposed. Does that mean we're supposed to go back to sort of hope and tell them that the heroes will get there when they get there? Because the heroes always show up when they're supposed to. Or maybe that's the message we're supposed to give them. Hmm. I, I I don't know. I mean, we finally um, did meet a hero. We did. Right. Oh, I've Find met a it. bunch of heroes. Oh. All of you. Oh yeah, no, yeah, we're heroes. No, 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 no. I don't think that we quite qualify for that. No, we're talking oh, about yeah. the heroes of the Sword of Hope. We you Hakatosh. are the heroes. You are the heroes of the Sword of Hope. Uh, no. no, no, no. We were sent to find the heroes. No. At this point, the fire will almost die. 
light being sucked from the room. As you will see a dwarf in guard armor and a dwarf in cleric outfit rise from the bed in the room. They are talking, but you cannot see what they say. They will walk through you out the passage and deeper into the mountain. We follow them? Oh, yeah, I, I, th I think we should follow them. Yes, uh, grab your stuff. Yes, I Go on. Uh, uh, um, uh, let, me, let me put down the fire. Hang on. That's, um, and I, uh, what was the guy's name again, Tyr? Gildan. Gildan Proudbeard. Oh, that's Gildan Proudbeard. And that's the sort of dour cleric that he didn't get along with at first. I read all about it last night. Come on, I want to see what they do. Okay, let's go then. <laughs> Following ghosts is not the strangest thing we've done so far. Oh. I mean, we had those ghosts in the painting. They kind of helped us, right? Right. This or might lead us to the way out. You all have the most amazing adventures. They were pointing at things, Karana. Huh? Where they were pointing at things. You look like you didn't remember the ghosts in the painting. It does not ring any bells. Hmm. Maybe I had the same thing that Jorvik had when Astrafel met us. Maybe. As long as you don't get the thing that Astrafel had. Because those little needly things, they were weird. The what? little memory. Like, he did, like, this memory thing. It, anyways, let's go. Oh, you mean Azrael? Sorry. Oh, Azrael. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you travel to cape up with the vision, you will see coming from other alcoves, other dwarven guards. They will meet having a conversation you cannot hear form up and begin marching deeper down the mountain. Oh, this is exciting. See, I can't decide if it's exciting or eerie. Like, maybe it's both. <laughs> it's almost like being sneaky or watching a play. Or are we being haunted? I can't decide. It's like the past is telling you a story. I like that one better. Strangers have entered the mountain. Forever shall they stay. For those who enter the mountain, find it is their grave. <laughs> who said that? Everyone else heard that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just not, not just me and Yorvik. Uh... Did we all hear that? Everybody heard it. Um, as soon as they start hearing that, I'd like to use a, activate my symbiotic entity, but Ira's gonna speak a few words in Druidic. Um, basically she's just saying a small prayer to the ancestors and her spore staff. Whatever you do, lads and lasses, don't whistle in the dark. There's already ghosties here. That's just a sure way to get yourself got.
Well, I guess I guess the only thing you have to do is uh, keep going deeper, right? <laughs> Y'all will notice that Boomer's rig is floating about four foot off the ground. Um, Boomer? Yeah? When did you learn to do that? Do what? You're flying. What? Ah, ah, ah. Uh -oh. <laughs> I, I'm going to grab hold of Boomer's ankle. Boomer balloon. Okay. Can 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 I control myself? Can I can I walk in the air? No. Oh gosh, no! Oh goodness. Um. Boomer, you will feel Yorvik grab your ankle, but you will feel hands on your ribs, as if someone has lifted you into the air. Hey. You will feel breath against your neck, cold. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, something uh, around. Uh, something there. Is something there? Something's there. Something's behind me. Something's got me. Uh... And then you will unceremoniously fall. I, I'm imagining Jorvik was holding him by the ankle, and when he falls, Jorvik just sort of turns his wrist, so now he's hanging upside down. Ah! And then gently sets him down. Jorvik, you will feel something tug at your beard. Hey! Oh, nope. All right. None of that, no. It'll tug three times, and you all will witness as a beautiful, intricate bow is tied into Jorvik's beard. Well, that's pretty. Well, that's kind of nice. Um, yeah, uh, you got those dem dem eyes, right? Is anything around here? Well, obviously, yes, but sure. Hold on a second. She'll activate the true sight on her fun guys. You see 13 spirits. They are without race or sexuality. They are just specterish forms floating about. Some are messing with Jorvik's beard. Others are rifling through Bumerzerig's things unknown to the rest of the party. Some are um, just watching. Okay. Um, she's going to be like, oh, I, there's about 13 of them. Oi, there's one. Boomer, watch your bag. <laughs> Oi! Ghosties, boogans, whatever you be, what do you want? Um, Jorvik is going to activate Thaumaturgy. And by activate Thaumaturgy, I, I have the Thaumaturgy cantrip, but I don't think that Jorvik casts spell. I think it just happens as a, as a like, he flexes his, his uh, connection to the primordial through his anger when he does this, and his voice booms, and... Um, and he says, Guild and Proudbeard, ask your friends to knock that shit off, please. Your, uh, shirt will grow sleeves. What? No, 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 damn it, no. I ripped Era, them off. And yeah. they will regrow. Stop it! The spirits will surround you. You can hear them. No one else can. This one sees us. 
This one knows. I, my, my ancestors can see you. She kind of shakes her, her spore staff a little bit. What do you want? And leave me friends alone. Stop messing with their stuff. We want freedom. We want to be able to rest. What needs to be done to set you free? You must travel these haunted halls. Find the creatures that slew us and avenge us. The entire cavern will shake as you all hear in a 13-voice chorus echoing, Avenge us! All right, all right. You don't need to holler. You have any idea what it was? A beast. A creature. I'm sorry. Man. A beast. A creature. Man, but bigger. Vicious, long teeth and smashing stones. Ear will tell them what the spirit, if there's parts of that that they didn't hear, she'll convey it. Yeah, they wouldn't have heard. They, the only okay. thing they would have heard was the Avengers. Okay, sorry. My bad. They're, it's okay. She'll, she'll tell the party, they're, I, they're actually talking to me. There's 13 of them. Um, I already asked them not to yell like that again about Avenge them, but they're saying that, um, Somewhere in these halls, there's a, a creature, not or a beast, not a man. That is the thing that killed them, and that's the only way they can rest. See, see, I wondered about that. Okay. Did they say where it is? Ira's going to turn back. Is there any way you can point us where they're at right now? They all point in a different direction. Is there more than one? They all just give you the, we don't know. They're all pointing in a different direction. And um, apparently, um, they're not able to tell me if there's more than one. Well, we could all go in different directions, but that sounds like a really bad idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we're not. Yeah, we're not. We're not splitting up. Every time okay, we split up, something horrible happens. Um, At this she's point, good. I need everyone but Karana to Irma. Oh, wow. Karana, it's been a while. You will hear a, feel a tug on your cloak. She'll look at where the tugging's coming from. You will see a little patchwork doll with black hair and black button eyes. Reaching up to you, you will hear a squeaky, high-pitched voice. Mommy! What the fuck? It will begin climbing your clothes. She's Mommy. gonna kick it off of her. Roll an attack roll. Uh, unarmed, I'm assuming? Yep. Seventeen. You hit it and it fades.
as There's... you're dealing with that, Karana, Astrophel, you will feel something take your hand. Like something like holding my hand? Yes. Do you need something? Our blood. I can't hear you. Your blood. Oh, sorry. I'm using it right now. Uh-oh. Christina froze. She's rebooting. Let's go ahead and go to break. Okay. So we're going to take 10 minutes, get our Snickety Snacks, our beverages of choice, and we'll be back. And we're back. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for hanging out while we got our beverages of choice and our snickety snacks. Uh, before we get back into it, for the last time ever with this person, not the person, but the sponsor, Locke. Hi, gamers. I'm still Locke Clark. And tonight we're going to talk to you about our partner in this endeavor, NordVPN. NordVPN provides military grade and clip. Let me rewind that and take that again. Provides military grade encryption for all your devices. They keep you safe. Uh, they they make sure that your information doesn't get out there. They protect you from malware and spyware. And if your information does get out, they go and track that shit down for you and get rid of it so that people can't use it against you. And if you're in your local coffee shop or whatever using public Wi-Fi, you can set yourself to be in a different place on one of their private servers so that people can't find you and get into your stuff. And while you're using that ver that that feature of the service, you can also check out geolocked content on the web. Like if you have a Netflix account and you want to see what's going on in a different country, you just set your location to that country and then you can check out Netflix or whatever in other countries and see what's on their menus because they have different shows. So to try all of that, you're going to go to our website. That's willowdice.com. And you're going to click the NordVPN link there. That way they know you came from us and you want them to know that you came from us because that makes us look cool. Cool. So, yeah, some changes are coming, folks, and you'll see after the first of the year. So, yeah, stay tuned. All right. Are we ready to continue? Yes. Yeah. What would you like to do? Um, when when Ira looks over, can she see what grabbed Astrophil's hand? No. Even with the true sight? Even with the true sight. Mm. Astrophil, last who are you talking to? Oh, I don't know. Someone just grabbed my hand and said they needed my blood. But I said I was using it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, whatever it is, I can't see it, and this is true sight, so I should be able to see whatever it is. Well, that's probably not a good thing. Um, probably not. She's gonna look in the direction of whatever's grabbing her hand. Excuse me, do you have a name? There's no response. Can she still feel it grabbing her hand? Nope. Oh, it seems to be gone. Well, that's good then. 
Nothing yeah, to worry about. Like this. Probably shouldn't give it a second thought. And Jorvik rips the sleeves off of his shirt again. And they grow back. Jorvik takes his shirt off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Y'all will hear the ungodly sound of nails scratching stone. Um, well, the last door needed blood to close it, so maybe the next door needs blood to open it. So, and, and it only took a little bit of blood, so maybe it'll be that bad. Oh, I'm sure. No, I don't see a door, but we can find one. Let's find a door. Yeah, and then smother it with our blood. Hmm. Um, that and maybe find whatever it needs to be killed so that these spirits can rest. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Now you're talking. I could really go for not having another weird doll try to climb up me. Yeah. Okay, Anyone well, um... Perception check. Sorry, can you Every... say that again? Perception check. Oh, God. Oof. I guess not with that would die, because it's somewhere on the floor now. Oops. Uh, Karana. Three. Oh, wait, hold on. Six. Jorvik. Uh, Jorvik is busy now that he's taken off his shirt, flexing his pecs individually, um, because I got a four. Ira. 24. Hito. Nine. Boomer. 11. And Astrofell. 21. Astrofell and Ira. Everyone else, earmuff. As the outrageous, ungodly, ear-penetrating sound of stone being scratched with long nails comes to a conclusion, you will see on the wall in front of you a perfect rendition of each of the party members, except their eyes have been X'd out. And their mouths has multiple X's across, as if they've been sewn shut for burial. Oh, that's a little creepy. And maybe not a good thing? Um, I would agree. It's, it's not good, and I have a feeling that's probably the thing that needs to be put, that needs to be taken out. The thing that was talking to me? Possibly. How did he describe it again? He said, a creature, but big? They said it was a creature, not a man. Here, what was the rest of it? You said it really fast and other things were going on, so I didn't get to write the whole thing. Man-like, but not a man. Almost That's like a was. beast. Okay. That's what it was. Man-like, but more like a beast. Hmm. I don't know. I'm new to all of this. 
well, I mean, this is a new one for us too, I believe, but um, I, I have a feeling this is going to be the thing that we're going to need to fight if it'll actually, like, stop taunting us. Maybe we should just ask it. Are the other spirits still around? No. Hmm. And can't see this one at all? Nope. Basically, like, the drawings just kind of, like, Poof. appeared. Yep. All right. You can bring the rest of them back. Ira's going to look around and be like, all right. Um, so the friendly spirits or the mischievous ones have, have gone off somewhere, but where are you at thing that's drawing on the walls? There's no response. It's going to make us go find it. That's never a good thing when it comes to spirits. Astrophel's going to point out the drawings. Yeah, look what it drew. It's kind of rude. If you look, you will see that on the wall is a perfect drawing, or carving in this case, of each of you. But your eyes are X'd, and so are your mouths, as if you've been sewn prepared for burial. Well, that's morbid. Yeah, that's that's not a good sign. I don't, I don't like that. It's not a bad likeness, though. We used to make dolls like that when we were little. Well, that's one thing. Typically, though, if a if a drawing like that disappears somewhere, it's usually not a happy thing. I guess there's nothing to it but to try to find it. Because I have a feeling it's not going to quit. Let's go. The same thing as the beastie? I think so. The spirit said it was man-like, but not a man, more of a beast. So, and whatever it is, I can't see it with the true sight, so... Well, there's nothing to it but to get going. We'll either find it or we'll find a door. Or it'll find us. You hear buzzing as a thousand flies fly past you, around you, some lighting on you in hair and nostrils and open mouth. There are tiny little legs on your flesh. And they fly on. Let's get this over with quickly, please. Oh, that yeah, was weird. If this place has been sealed for a long time, where did the flies come from? They had to get in from somewhere. That means there must be a door. Or the beast thing summoned them. Gron is moving. We've been mm -hmm. standing still for too long. All right, so Karana's taking point. Tito's following. Yep, Ira's following. Yep, yep, yep. Astrophel's following along. Because it hasn't been ten minutes yet, has it? 
Nope. Okay. Because true Third cycle lasts for 10 minutes. As you're marching down this hallway deeper into the mountain, the ground beneath you begins to become soft, almost bog-like. Karana's very thankful she wears boots. Squinchy. Era, is this normal underground? Not usually. Unless you're close to underground water. It will begin to be like mud. Sucking and sticking as you try to lift your feet. It they is, tried to hunt in the fins. It's the smell, however. The smell of decaying flesh and putrid blood. That and the feeling of something grasping Astrophel's ankle. Oh. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Mm -hmm. The mud? Some... Yeah, it's kind of gross. And no, smell. something keeps grabbing me. If it's oh, a creature nice. or something within 10 feet of Era... It... Halo of spores. Okay. They would take 1d6 necrotic damage. You don't even know what it is. No one's looked. Well, I mean, it's a reaction. That's what she would have done before she turned around. It would be, but... Kato's gonna look at Astrophil's ankles. Mm-hmm. You will see... Flesh-covered bones. They are chunks missing. It looks like they've been devoured by fly and maggot coming from the, what is blood, holding to them for a moment. You will see faces pressing against the edge of the blood, forming an outline in the crimson liquid. We'll eat your soul. We'll eat your soul. Sorry, do we all hear that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. They're in use at the moment. Yep. Halo spores. <laughs> Halo spores has no effect. Kato's going to try to poke at the hand at Astrophil's ankle. Like with her cutlass. It'll just fall away into pieces. Useful, but not... Okay, honey, you should be okay now. Why do I feel like something's messing with our mind? It probably it is. is. Ooh, Maybe it's good. that really bad smell. It makes my tummy feel bad. Well, fortunately for all of you, I am here. And I don't have much of a mind to mess with. So let's keep going. Mm -hmm. And forward you travel, the ground becoming solid once more. 
You hear the wind howling. You feel cold coming into the tunnel, biting, gnawing, gnashing cold. You see ice forming on the walls, large icicles hanging from the ceiling. And you recall that Gildan Proudbeard said that the way had been penetrated. Looks like um, this is where they said the way got um, stooped. We should go through. Hey, if if it's if it's, does that mean we can get out? I don't think so. Let's go. No, I mean we still have to kill the beastie. I just so we know for later. Well, if we find a way out. These are not necessarily innocent people, correct? Me? You have no obligation. No, no, they are people. They're dead people, but they're still people. Yes, but you're you're sworn to protect the innocent, correct? We have no way of knowing. Hey, no, no, Gildan, he had a wife and a kid, or two, and he never names them, so I can't be sure how many, but... He seemed a good chap, and he's asked for our help. And 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 the and the worm definitely told me to follow my moral compass, and I think it's pointing that way. And she's gonna point past the snow and stuff. Tear, since I have keen mind and always know which way is north, can I estimate about which direction she's pointing in? South. Oh, to the south. Fine. You're going to have to go through the ice to continue forward. Yeah, as we're going through the ice, Jorvik's going to be looking for a breach, a crack somewhere, like a, a, a way out to sort of mark for later. It's not hard to find, as after 10 or 15 steps, you're standing outside. No. The top and side of the tunnel having been ripped away. This was once perhaps a library, a studying place, as you see tables that have been broken and shattered. You see bookshelves lining the walls in the far, hold on, heading south, southeasterly corner of the room, there's a large crystal skull with glowing eyes. What's that? Kito's gonna walk closer. As you walk closer, Kito, you see that the ground, the land, the air, I will get, I will be able to speak, honestly, I will. In front of you solidifies a creature Formless almost, only having a head, shoulders, arms, the rest of it almost like a sheet. You have come for us to dine on your flesh as it no. solidifies, taking the form of a frost giant. Everyone roll initiative and join me in front of you. <laughs> Ooh. 
now I get a decent roll. I really wish I had battle music tonight. All right, Keto, you're up first on initiative. What do you get for initiative? 16. All right, Ira. Um, sorry. You have me doing stuff. Um, dirty 20. Blue Mare's rig. Uh, three. <laughs> Piranha. 19. Jorvik. Dirty 20. Astrofell. 9. All right. That will bring up Ira first as a second creature appears blood being created almost like an artistic mosaic splattering on its own the crystal with its glowing eyes the energy in this place is very daunting and negative okay my map is not showing a creature i see the blood splatter there's a creature right beside it. Blue hair. Yeah, it's not showing on my map. It is on the production map, but not on the other one. Um, Hold on. Let me see what's up with your... Uh... Gotta get the bugs worked out. Can you see now? Nope. But I see him. I, I just have to look over here. I can see him on the production map. Um, She's already got Symbionic Entity up. Um, So the problem is going to be us trying to measure. Are you trying to measure distance or a... Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to... Okay, no, it should be fine. I'm going to go up to Frost Giant 2 and take a swing with my shillelagh. So bonus okay. action, cast shillelagh, and I'm going to take a swing. Um, shoot. Click on the little me meeple in the box beside it to move your token. Yep. All right. Did Aaron just? No, there Aaron no. moved where I am. There you go. That's because Keto's token disappeared on my map. It's now it's back. But anyway, um, a sixteen to hit. Sixteen will hit. You will cast Shillelagh. The 
energy forming around your staff as you crack against this spectral giant. will be let me double check something really quick 13 point force ooh, 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 ooh. yeah so it's 13 points of force damage and five points of necrotic damage the creature will groan looking hatefully at you is that your turn yep Next, we'll bring up Jorvik Bramblebeard. All right. Um, bonus action, I will rage. Okay. Um, and get big. Which I am. Nope, that doesn't. That... I don't know how to make myself bigger with this new system. But. Um, And as part of activating my rage, uh, I am going to um, activate Elemental Cleaver as well, and I'm going to choose Fire. Um, and I'm going to take uh, a... Uh, Click on the meeple in the box beside it, and then you can move. Ah, gotcha. I'm going to move forward to just to, to the north on the map uh, a few feet using instinctive pounce, and then I'm going to uh, throw uh, my dwarven thrower a couple of times. <clears throat> Uh, I'm going to throw it first at Frost Giant 1. All right. Uh, recklessly. Uh, that is an 18 plus 10. 28 to hit. That will hit. And that will do... And seven is uh, 18 points of fire damage. Okay. And second attack. Oh, is it 18? That's another 28 to hit. That'll hit. Four. Nine plus four is thirteen, plus two is fifteen, plus seven is uh, twenty-two points of fire damage. Okay, is that your turn? That's my turn. All right, that will bring up Karana with Keto on deck after you've witnessed Jorvik growing large as they rage, their hammer slamming in to the spectral entity. Twice. 
Alright, Karana is going to shoot at Frost Giant number one with her bow. Okay. Do do do. That is 19 to hit. That will hit. For four damage, and again. That is 10. It goes through the creature un just nonchalantly, no damage. <clears throat> that is her turn. All right. Keto. Keto's just going to try to attack uh, number two as it's in front of her. All right. Uh, does a 24 hit? 24 hits. Awesome. Uh, and that is only six points of damage. And then she's going to attack again. 21 to hit. 21 hits. Uh, that is also six points of damage. Two quick swipes cutting into, you feel resistance and then it give away the spectral creature howling in disdain. Is that your turn, Keto? That is her turn. Astrophel. Did you hear me, Astrophel? It's your turn. Yeah, sorry. I caught myself reading. My bad. All right. Astrophel is going to move to her immediate left to Karana. If I can get my thing to move. There we go. Hey, Karana, do you want to make it harder for them to hit you? Um, sure. Going to put a hand on Karana and cast Greater Invisibility. And Karana goes invisible. Greater Invisibility is not negated by making an attack, by the way. Yep. I, I was getting ready oh. to say that. Okay. Was it, was, that was more for her. I figured you knew. All right. Is that your turn, Astrophel? That is Astrophel's turn. The first entity will move to Jorvik. It's spectral claws reaching out. That is 11. That will not hit. That is 25. That will hit. I'd like to use my reaction silvery barbs. Okay. You magically distract the triggering creature and turn its momentary uncertainty into encouragement for another creature. The triggering creature must re-roll the d20 and use the lower roll. I can also choose a different creature that I can see within range. The chosen creature has advantage on the next attack roll, ability check, or saving throw they make within the next minute. Uh, okay, so you're making me re-roll to use the lower? Yep. So it's a 14? That will not hit. And Norvik right. gains advantage on the next attack, save, or ability check that he makes within the I next minute. it was either or. No, it says you can then choose. Okay, as cool. As uh, The second specter creature is slinging on Ira. Yep. Halo 19 to hit. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Hold on. Okay, so what do I got to do for Halo Spores? Let's reconcile yeah, that first. that does hit. And Halo Spores, it's a... 
Um, do, 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 do. It's a con save. Okay, I got a 19. You will... Yeah, you're not going to do anything. All right. So, for the damage on the area... Seventeen points of bludgeoning damage or slashing damage. Okay. Second attack. That will hit. That's a twenty-four. Twenty points of slashing damage. I'm sorry, you said what? Twenty. Twenty. Okay. And that will bring up Boomerang. Okay. Uh, we are going to do um, a wall of fire. I don't know how to do it on this program. Just straight through them, uh, radiating back towards them. Uh, so, yeah. Um, well, if my mouse would show up, where my mouse keeps uh, it's... disappearing. So, so, Boomer, if you bring up your, your character sheet uh -huh. and go to Spellbook... Oh, I can just, I, yeah. can, I can cast it from there. Wall of Fire. Ah. There you go. Cool. Now, can I rotate it? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. Um. How do I move it? I don't know. We'll have to figure out. But for now, it can just be a representation. Yeah, I'll just. Yeah, yeah. I'll just. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh. Here we go. So is that a saving throw? Uh, yes. Um, it is going to be a DC seventeen dexterity saving throw. Number one will pass. Number two will fail. Wonderful. So they are going to take. Um. Trying to look for just a little. Uh, it say the damage on this? Ah, no. Ah, there it is. Okay, five d eight. Uh, so yeah, five d eight for the other for one of them, and half of that for the other. No, you roll five d eight, and then they you subtract half. You don't have to do half of the dice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's uh, 10, 17, uh, 21 damage total. All right, so it'll be 21 damage to number two and 10 damage to number one. And that's a uh, leveled spell. Oh, yes, yes. So let's roll. I rolled a 10. So therefore, no chaos yet. Um, but yeah, um, at the end, if they end their turn there, uh, they're going to automatically take another 5d8 damage. Hold, hold on a second, Boomer. Where do you have your... Sure. Uh, it was at 9. I had it at 9. Is, am I wrong? Okay. Yeah. I ha No, I don't have my paper. That's why I was asking. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, now, now I am at 10. So. All right. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, and then I, I do want to do one other thing. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Sure. I'm going to run back here. This is some rubble back here. Some tables, right? Yes. Uh, I'm going to run back there, and I will use my bonus action because I am a goblin. 
to hide. Give me a stealth check. Oh, yeah, stealth check. Oh, that's real bad. That's real bad. Um, I, Four. <laughs> but at least I am kind of ducking down behind the barricade. So that's something I don't know. And that will bring up Yura. Okay. Um... <laughs> Yeah, we're going to cast a fourth level Wither and Bloom. Um, okay. Sorry. I had to go back to it to make up my mind. And so that will be... It's a constitution saving throw, or you take half the damage. All right. For the con, I got a dirty 20. Yeah, you will only take half damage. And so... Um... 12, 13, 14, so that's 7 points of necrotic damage. And then I can, I'm choosing myself to do the healing on the, the bloom part. And so that will be, I get 10 points of healing back. All right, is that your turn? Yep. You're um all right uh yeah let's do that um i am going to um Yeah, so since I am currently large, he is one size bigger than me, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, I am going to uh, attempt to make a shove attack. Okay. Push him back five feet. Um, and remember, because of Silvery Barbs, you have advantage on the next attack, save, or check that you make. Right. Um. Okay, I'll go ahead and tell you what you have to beat. You have to beat okay. a 25. That's what I rolled. Okay. Uh, I, uh, that's not going to do it. That's not going to do it either. That's only, my highest is a 17. So I attempt to shove him back, and it does not work. All right. Um, still have one attack. Uh, I will recklessly hit him with my hammer. Um, but he is up close and in my face, so I'm just going to swing it instead of throwing it at him. Uh, so that's a 13, and that is also a 13, so that'll be a 23 to hit. That will hit. And so that will be these dice instead. Uh, that is uh, 8 plus... Five is 13. thirteen plus two is fifteen plus seven is uh, uh twenty two twenty two points of fire damage. All right, is that your turn? Yep, that's my turn. Trying to shove it, the creature unmoving. Yorvik comes in with his hammer. There is a resounding whoa as he makes contact. 
And that will bring up the invisible Karana. Who's muted? Thank you. Uh, this time Karana is going to go after Frost Giant number two with her bow again. That's a 10. That will miss. And again. That's much better. That's a 22. That'll hit. For four damage. Two quick arrows fire. Toom, toom. The first one missing, the second one grazing the creature's cheek. Is that your turn? That is her turn. All right, Circuito. All right. Uh, let's try it again. Try to attack with the cutlass. Ooh. I rolled a 20, so a 28. A nat 20, dude. The tear, the tear bot. Uh, whoop, whoop. Quick and straight. Add 1d10 to your damage. Okay. If you insist. Okay, so it's max plus rolled plus modifier plus 1d10. Okay, so 11 plus 9 is 20. Plus, I only rolled a one on the D time, so twenty one. And then she's gonna try again. Okay, that first cut deep. You feel the power of the Fey people with you as you cut through this creature. Your second attack. Uh twenty five to hit. That will hit. And that's eight points of damage. And that is her All turn. Right. All right. That will bring up Astrofell. All right. Uh, spinning my loot around to the front of me, first thing I'm going to do is use my bonus action to cat to use Bardic Inspiration for Era. So you get a D8 that you oh, have for okay. the next 10 minutes. Uh, in addition to being able to use it like a normal Inspiration die, I have Combat Inspiration. So you can choose to use that die. Use it as part of your reaction to roll the die and add the number to your rolled AC against an attack. Okay. The number rolled to your AC against an attack. So you can either use it as a normal inspiration die or use it to bolster your AC. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to start singing and playing in an attempt to distract the giants i'm trying to use the help action to give okay. the next person advantage okay so the next person up after the giants will be boomerzerig so if you're doing anything with an attack roll you'll have advantage uh the first is going after jorvik with its claws that is a 25 to hit. You're muted, Jorvik. There's 25 hit. Yes, okay. 25 hits. That is 30 points of necrotic damage. 
I was not expecting that. Okay. Now it's going to try to bite you, Jorvik. 21. Yeah, it hits. Five points of necrotic damage. Seeing this wall of fire, number one forms a dark orb in its hand and hurls it at Boomerzerig. That is a natural 20, Boomerzerig. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm sorry, was that from number one or number two? Number dose. Okay, because you said number one. That's why I was like, wait a minute. I meant number two. I'm sorry. I'm it's really okay. tired. It's all right. Because also reaction halo spores. It's a normal critical hit. Saving throw is a 15 on the spores. Okay. So that's 10 points of necrotic damage. Remanjurig, that is 50 points of necrotic damage. I Ah, uh, see, 40, 50, 40, 37, so, okay, take that off. Okay. Okay. And that okay. will be your turn. Okay, well, that was rough. That was not uh, first, concentration check on Wall of Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I. Uh, that reminds me. They just ended their turn, so they gotta take. Oh yeah. Okay. Wall of fire damage. Yeah, that's just automatic damage because they're in it still. Um. Let's see here. Fifteen. Thirty-one points of fire damage. Good one. <laughs> and let's do the concentration check. Uh, um, I, oh, I get advantage on this because I have Warcaster. Warcaster, so yep. Therefore, um, we got a, uh, 22. Nope. Wallfire comes down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, how do I get so rid of that? So close, though. Yeah, that's close. I may be able to get it. There he goes. It's gone. Ow. Well, that's unfortunate. Um. Well, uh, I have vintage right now, so that's nice. Uh, I suppose, therefore, we will do Scorching Ray um, on the one that Yorvik is on. So... Let's see here, and uh, we'll uh, we'll upcast that to level three. Um, so first one is a wow, that's terrible. That's just terrible. What is my plus? 
It is a plus nine, uh, well, 13 to hit. I don't think that hits. Nope. Yeah, that doesn't hit. But I still have a few more of these. So let's see what else we got. Um, oh, uh, wait a minute. What? Lock, that was not necrotic damage. That was slashing damage. Oh, oh. that makes the bite was The bite was necrotic damage. The, the claws were slashing. I'm sorry. No worries. Mm-hmm. Um... Does a dirty 20 hit? Dirty 20 hits. Okay, in that case, two of my bolts will hit. The first one dealing nine points of fire damage. The second one dealing ten points of fire damage. And let's see if chaos... Uh, I roll a four. So therefore... Chaos ensues, right? Yeah. 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 Aha! Chaos ensues. You can take one additional action immediately. What? That's amazing! Oh, wait. That was not. Because I already cast a spell, so therefore I cannot cast another spell. Or can I? Wait. No, that's only... That's only if you cast a bonus action No, you can cast another spell. You can take... It's like action surge. You can take another action. Sweet. Okay, in that case, let's recast Wall of Fire at the same place. <laughs> you got it, or you need me to put it up? One sec. I'm trying to, trying to, yeah, go ahead. Just put it up, because I am apparently confused on how this works. Ah, perfect. There you go. You hold shift and move mouse up and down. Ah, okay. They both fell their saving throw, so please roll the damage. Oh, good. Uh, Eight, ten. Twenty-four points of fire damage. They both disappear. Oh! Shoot. Uh... That was another level spell. <laughs> yep. Uh, that was a 16, though. Oh, you're good. No. You're back to five or six yes. now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that was um thing. <laughs> Are they gone? Are they gone? Looks like. Well, that's good. <laughs> oh. <sighs> as we oh, as we come out of combat and switch back to our other screen, the blood will stop splattering. The eyes of the crystal will start glowing. The air will feel cold instead of daunting and repressive. Astrophel will have another memory. Need everyone but Astrophel to earmuff. Words will come to your ears. Remembrance from the man. Tell the king Jacob says hello. 
Okay. Look up, Locke. And Dan. Yep, it's a fast one. Muppet arms. I... <laughs> Just text Locke and be like, look up, dude. <laughs> Come on, Locke. Look up. Muppet arms. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, um, we're supposed to can't tell the king Jacob says hello. The, the king? What king? I don't know. Who's do, Jacob? Do we meet a king? I don't think we met a king. We've met a queen. No, he was Jacob. very specific. He said, tell the king Jacob says hello. Who's Jacob? Maybe the man with the funny eyes. Oh, you Okay, uh... Mm. Hmm. Well, who's the skull? Oh, I don't know. I didn't ask him his name. Well, maybe we should ask the skull's name. Maybe the skull's the king, or maybe the skull's Jacob. I don't know. Go on, Boomer. Give okay. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Uh, Mr. Skull Person thing. Are you? Are you? Can you talk? Are you there? There's no response. Okay, I think I'm talking to an inanimate object, so that's fun. Uh, that's nothing new, you know, I've done that best. Uh... You will hear the sound of stone grating stone as the skull begins to rotate. Oh, wow. Lowering. Okay. Oh. Revealing a stairwell. Well, I'll take that. I suppose we found some stairs. <laughs> Uh, shall we? So down we go? <laughs> I suppose so. Well, did it hurt? All right. Yep. I, I, I guess the giants weren't the super beast that we're supposed to avenge. Since... Right, no, we're avenging so. the spirits, not the beast. What, 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 right. Maybe I used your words wrong. We're supposed to vent. Are we supposed to avenge the? I don't know what the word for that is. Anyhow, we're not supposed to take vengeance out on the giants, I guess. Those weren't the beast. We gotta find another beast. Um, uh, so maybe it's theirs. Downwards! Exactly. Yeah, maybe it'll be a little warmer for all of you down there. Oh, that'd be nice, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm perfectly fine, thank you. Uh, my, my legs are cold. What you all will notice that Jorvik hasn't is that he has just sleeves now. <laughs> See, Jorvik, that's that's a good look for you. What, what do you mean? Look at your arms. No, no, I ripped them off. No. <laughs> and as you travel down this stairwell, we're going to take our last break. We're going to take about 10 minutes, get our beverages of choice, our snickety snacks, and we'll be back to you lovely people. <laughs> Thank you.
back. Thanks so much for hanging out while we took our break. Oh, I'm in a lot of pain. But we're going to push through an endeavor. As you all travel down this stairwell created by the crystal skull, you will come to a doorway wrought iron and barred on the inside. Like, is the bar facing us, or is it on the other side of the door? Well, I mean, you'd only know it's barred because you can see it on the inside. Gonna try to move the bar. There's all help with that. And it moves. Okay, open the door. The door is old. It hasn't been opened in some time. It screeches as it opens inch by inch. And as it finally opens, you see four dwarves standing ready to attack, wide-eyed, trembling. I immediately greet them in dwarvish. Hello, brothers. You're not ghosts. Afraid not. You don't seem to be either. How did you get through? We walked, we killed the giants. Killed the Necros. Holy shit. Quick, follow Quick. us. And they take off running. Oh, okay, I guess we're running again. Okay. I'm getting too old for this. What's it with dwarves and working out? Well, how else will they look so muscular? That's right. Swimming. You don't get this and Jorvik gestures at his, at his washboard abs. The sleeves are back, by the way, Jorvik. I rip them off again, <laughs> throwing them down as I run. You go through a series of twists and turns up several flights of stairs, switch back down a long flight of stairs, and you are brought before a large, 30-foot-tall double door made of solid gold, embezzled with emerald, ruby, sapphire, and diamond. Beautiful art of the dwarven nature embossed on the door. Well, that's ostentatious, isn't it? That's a nice-looking door. <laughs> What's behind it? What's behind the door? What's behind the door? The door opens, and trumpets begin to sound. Oh, yay! Oh, yay. The Honorable King, Joseph Proudbeard, dressed in gleaming armor and a crown of gold, long red hair, long braided red beard. A dwarf will appear from a side curtain and move to sit on the throne. Your escorts will nod. Go on, go on. Oh, okay, yeah. Astrophil, is this your king? Oh, I have no idea. Well, as they start walking up, she'll just call out, Excuse me, sir, do you know somebody named Jacob? They will give you a very curious look. Yes. Astrophil will turn to Keto. I think it's the right king. Go ahead. 
Oh, I'm supposed to tell you Jacob says hello. Hello. Jacob oh. says hello. That's what he said. He left me standing at the altar 30 years ago, and he says hello. He also said that even if perceived late, heroes always arrive when they're supposed to. Interesting. We're not heroes. And you you all are the ones that slayed the necros. Mm-hmm. Yep. They are. I mean, big, giant, spectrally thingies. I mean, you helped. Break them to a crisp. Aerith's <laughs> gonna look over at Jorvik. I wonder if he's the same one, if he's somehow related to your book. Oh, um, you don't know. I should probably give that to me. Um, uh, your, um, your majesty. Um, and I, I pull out, um, the, the journal. Uh, uh, there was a guard post at the beginning of the path. Um, we found this. It belonged to one, uh, Gillen Proudbeard. Um, it is the, the journal of his last days, a... I figure his wife, Lillian, would want this, or maybe his kids. And I offer Father? It. A page comes and takes the book, moving it to the king. Those that are keen of eye will see a single tear roll down the king's cheek. Our oracles said that one day heroes would come and slay the necros that once again trade would come to the keep under the corn. We will have a feast in your honor, brave heroes. We're oh, not ma- heroes. Oh, that's ah. mighty neighborly, though, as uh, it appears we are to be neighbors now. Um, you know, do you know anything about a beast, and beast around here that uh, killed a bunch of your kin? Yeah, the necros. Oh, we did it. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't know why you is... all keep saying. Sorry. Go ahead. I don't know why you all keep saying you're not heroes. You're totally heroes. You're amazing. I know we are. We are heroes. They don't think you're you are. You helped too. Are you a hero? Oh, I was just there to observe. Exactly. <laughs> but you didn't observe. You helped save these people in their kingdom. I, I, no, I would just, we were, we were, the vengeance, avenge me. They did all the work. I just played my loot. It was very inspiring. (laughs) I was very inspired. You did more than that. You made me invisible. So, about um, this feast. Yeah, not to be rude, <laughs> but I could, I could definitely eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we will call a feast tonight. We will give you quarters where you may rest and see about giving you proper attire, though it will be difficult for some of you, given your stature. Uh, we will have a feast, and we will discuss how you may else serve the keep under the corn. 
heroes, for there is a darkness that has awoken in the deep that will devour the world. And if you can come and slay the necros and nonchalantly play it off as if it was nothing but a Thursday jaunt, then surely, surely, you are here to save us. Is it Thursday already? Lost track. So, hey, did you see the, the dude with the crazy, I guess, Jacob? Uh, like, because it, it's Thursday. Tear, she has keen mind. Does she know what day it was when she was in the tavern last? Uh, it was a week ago. Oh, then it's been about a week. Wow, that's a lot of time to lose. Oh, well. Well, we'll be happy to, after some rest and, and whatnot, um, hear about your problems. Um, it, it seems like, um, we're not, we're not firm on it yet, but it seems like we're going to be, um, taking ownership of, um, of Gregorian. Uh, so we are to be neighbors. Gregorian has fallen to the armies of the north. What do you mean? The black flags wave even now. The people that rushed in when we were running out? No, but no, that's... I, I figured Dauntless could handle them. He was pretty... Well, apparently not. Well, I guess after we solve your problem, we're going to have to go back and take back our house. <laughs> or at the very right. least, our horses, our horses are still there. Oh, we got to get the horses. Mm. We can't leave Donnie and Mike and... Was it Jerry? We can't leave them behind. No, we need that teleportarium to get home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you have a path? Yes. Yes, we we will provide you with every luxurious accommodation known to the dwarf. You will be taken to very Art Nouveau rooms, harsh angles in the architecture, everything precision and precise. It is beautiful, if not industrial at the same time. Ooh. You know... My people are nomadic, and I've never been in a proper dwarven mountain before. This is, this is kind of nice. I rather like it. It gets pretty if you don't miss the curves of, like, waves. I miss being able to see the sky. There is a hot springs bath that you are shown to for those of you that are interested. It is communal. Oh, yeah, yeah. The keto's going in. Yeah, yeah. Yorvik strips down and cannonballs right into that motherfucker. And as you come up, there are sleeves. And he rips them off and tosses them aside. But Marzwig's right in there with him. Yorvik, I have to ask what, what are those attaching to? I don't know. 
I have a little bit bigger concern. Um, if what they called the necros were the things that were that killed all the people down there, and it was the reason they were all stuck there, then why do these? Why does something like a spirit or whatever keep putting sleeves on Yorvik? It's a little funny. Well, it is. It's mischievous, but what I'm getting at is that if we killed the thing that was supposed to be the reason they were stuck there. Well, no, I mean, he said there's like a dark in the deep. I'm imagining that's probably the real beastie. That could be. Or maybe it's just that we let them free and now they're decided they're going to keep fucking with me. Yeah, now you got your boogan. Guess you need to I find out like what it. offer you need to leave for him. Sleeves are bullshit. We don't need any of that here. Maybe if you walk on your hands, then they'd be pants and not sleeves. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe then they'll put pants on you. <laughs> I've got pants. My pants are perfectly serviceable. Thank you. Well, you don't got pants right now. Well, no. Be rude to wear pants in a hot spring. Bringing all the dirt and grain with you. Why would you do that? Because you're getting in a bath anyway. Well, and then your pants would be all wet for when you got out. No one wants that. While they are distracted, Karana is going to get in the bath after disrobing. Staying, you know, with water as high up as she can for decency's sake. She doesn't like being exposed. What about Ira and Astrophel? Oh, Ira gets in. Ira will strip down and get in. She's used to communal living. They all lived in it, you know, she spent her life living in a cave full of other Dwergar, so. You know. I, I imagine Astrophel comes around the corner and is like, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, lass, it's not that kind of thing. It's just a bath. Do your lot not, do your lot not bathe? I mean, you you had a, you had decaying hands on you. Um, well, we bathe, but usually you're alone. Um, where's the fun in that? Wow. Nobody will look. She's like she's got like her eyes closed. Um, I don't think bath time is supposed to be fun. At least not the way my mother explained it. What? Well, bath time's, bath time's so mean, fun. But I mean, who's gonna scrub your back if you're always bathing alone? Oh, you use the brush on a stick. Oh, that that's a good idea. Comfortable. Yeah. Gosh. And again, she's got her eyes closed this entire time. We we had something like that, but it was just a big rock on a stick. wasn't that comfortable, but it got kind of scraped all the gunk off your back pretty well. <laughs> Probably a couple just... layers of skin too. We just we just grabbed our friends the sponge. I mean. Okay. Hopefully you asked him if it was okay first. Well, of course. <laughs> but sponges like it. They think it's fun. She, with her eyes closed, she will very awkwardly get her boots off and, like, feel her way over to the edge of the spring and sit down with her with her skirts, like, just above the knee so she can at least wash her ankles where the, the hands were grabbing at her. There. Is that better? Um, yeah, I guess. Um, you Whatever know what? 
if you if you sang, it'd be almost like having a a a, a mermaid or a siren, and remind me of home. Oh, okay. Uh, she will start singing you a song about a wizard she met while traveling. Is it a Vidalcan wizard? It doesn't specify. The Does he have a nifty is... hat? It doesn't specify about a hat. Roll a performance check. Okay. As Jorvik is now covered in a knee-length, ugly, what we would consider festive colored sweater. Um, um, Which Esterfeld can't see because her eyes are closed. Jorvik? Isn't that yeah. uncomfortable in the water? He just rips his way out of it. <laughs> With my plus 10, that's a 25. It is a beautiful performance. Very relaxing. The people enjoy the water. As you adjourn from the bath to your rooms, you find they are finery. For those of you taller than dwarves, it is elven finery. Oh, good. <laughs> so Astrophil's for bad half excited. of us. Astrophil's very excited. It's probably the fanciest thing she, she now has. Though she's got a very nice set of clothes in her bag for performing. I will say, it's nice Eef. to be somewhere where everything is made to our size instead of the other way around. You know, right. most of the time, most of the time in public places, everything is too tall. Really was afraid I was going to have to duck. I'm glad they have some rooms that aren't so short. In the feast hall, the large table is gold and jeweled. There are sturdy chairs. Some of the chairs, however, are missing, as those of you taller than a dwarf will be dining on the floor. The food is exquisite. The ale, unfathomable. The courses seem to never end. The doors eating, wiping their face with their beards, chugging their drinks, singing bouty songs. It is a true dwarven feast. Astrophil will totally try to learn at least one of the songs and offer to sing one for them in exchange. You mean intellect checks if you can learn it. Are they singing in Dwarven or Common, dear? Common. 17? You are able to learn it. It is a song about a blacksmith with three mistresses. And what happens when they all find out? <laughs> oh, so it sounds like that, that grand old Irish ditty, the seven-day drunk? Yeah. <laughs> well, like that After... he, he knew how to work a hammer. <laughs> Now Locke, or uh, Jorvik is enclosed mirroring Boomerzerig. 
pardon me a moment. Um, and he gets up from the table and he walks out of of the room and finds like an alcove or something and takes those clothes off, this time without ripping them, and folds them up and puts, so he's now dressed in his regular clothes and, and, and says to the clothes, it's very nice and thoughtful of you, but I like my clothes the way they are. Um, I'll keep these, but um, but I don't need any extras, if you don't mind. Thank you kindly. And he puts the clothes in his backpack and then goes back in. Your friend, the dwarf, is very, very ungracious. Mr. Cucklebottom will whisper to Keto and Keto alone. I mean, he really had the legs to pull off that outfit. I, I don't know. I don't know. I will simply keep trying. Perhaps longer sleeves. Yes. <laughs> and they will fade back into the shadow. After you are all back at the table, after you have eaten your fill and drinking your limit, so that some bit of sobriety may remain for business to be discussed. A map will be brought. The map is uh, tooled into a sheet of silver. It is of the mines beneath the kingdom, beneath the Karn. Here, the deepest mine, one of the individuals at the table will say, that's where he is. That's where he made his home. Does he have a name? Bataman. The dragon. Oh. We got a kill dragon, huh? Hmm. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Didn't we meet him? You've met Bartaman and lived to tell. Pretty sure we did. Maybe. The last time we were down in... Remember when we were in those caves before? We were, like, escaping, and we were down, and it was all glowy and pretty. We talked to that one dude. I thought that's what he said his name was. It was. Can I do a history check? Oh. It was. Yeah. It's the one that brought Karana the Drake. Yeah. Mm. There's Christina remembered. Keto's eh with the names. <laughs> what if we could encourage them to live somewhere else? Well, they don't have to die. They just got to get out of our minds. Are, are they impeding your mining? Yes, they are eating our people. Oh. Well, I could see how that would be a problem. All right, well, we'll go have a talk with him. Um, we've met him before. We're, I believe, on friendly terms. We'll see what we can do. And I mean, not to... we do have a lovely keep. Yeah, and, and he could eat those people. I wonder if um... they're as tasty as dwarves. I don't know if they're as tasty as you guys are. I mean, I was against wiping them out wholesale. Um, when they were lichens. But we gave them a fair shake. And then they invaded our house anyway. So, uh, what Say, happens? All, happens. All's fair in love and war. 
And houses? Keeps? We should go well, talk to him. Let's just make sure we play up the tastiness of those guys over the tastiness of these guys. <clears throat> okay, um, but I don't, I didn't actually taste them. Did you taste any of them? No, um, I'm just saying. Or maybe. Uh, might help. Maybe we just avoid. Maybe we avoid talking about, like, trying to get a dragon to eat anybody. Um, maybe just try to see if we can talk him into leaving, period. But, yeah, you know, well, you, 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 we might have to negotiate with him. And I mean, I had that cookbook. Nothing against you, Karana. I had the cookbook about rangers. So maybe some of them are rangers and then we can talk about spices because that had some really good ideas in it. And and I don't know if Budhaman has, has seen that book or not. Um, A couple of them did have bows. So, I mean, there's that. It's enough, you know. At I mean, least ranger said... adjacent. If you set their bows on fire, you kind of get that wood smoke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Did you forget what I am, Endo? I said no offense to you! Okay, if if Mr. Cogglesworth gets um snuggly, like, something... I, I mean, I know Ira already made him a very beautiful one. But will, will that be better? Like, I'm not going to eat you! First off, it's squiggly. Okay. I'm sorry. And second, I know you're not going to eat me, but the point is that... Squiggly was a gift from someone. Right! So we might be able to have some, like, conversation! I just want to plan. So, can we sleep first before we go talk to him, or do you need to talk to him, like, right now? Yeah, you can sleep first. Okay. You all are wined and dined, bards sing songs. It goes wee hours of the morning. You find your way stumbling into your rooms, each falling asleep. And unfortunately, because of my back, this is what we're going to call this evening. I don't know if you can come back next week, Ren. If you can't, I will make a polite out for Astrophel. Uh, I had more to do tonight, but I can't set up anymore. So we're going to go ahead and remind people who we are, where they can find us, and let's get the hell out of here. Hi, everybody. I am the voice of Karana, Alice. And you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Blue Sky at Captain Cupcake. Hi, gamers. I'm still Lock Clark, and I have been Jorvik Bramblebeard. And you can find me on the social medias at Lock Unruly. That's Lock with an H. Hi, yes, this is Ames. Tonight I was playing Era, and you can find me on Twitter at LollyGFIFO. This is Christina, the voice of Keto, who's going to nod off, suggesting to Mr. Cogglebottom that maybe a long nightshirt is what Jorvik needs. And you can find me on Twitter at Tia Moskaskula. I'm Dan, the voice of Umerzerig, on Twitter at RavenousDan. Hey, everybody. I'm Ren Matley, the voice of Astrofell, and you can find me on Twitter at Ren underscore Matley. And I'm Tier the DM, the world's okayest DM, and you can find me on Twitter at Tier underscore the underscore DM or Blue Scott Tier the DM. 
We love you guys. Remember, love and inclusion are the torches that light a path to a better tomorrow. Come join us and be torchbearers. And until next time, live a life to make yourself proud. <laughs>